Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. I am so excited to be here with a woman who just does it all. She is a life coach, motivational speaker, a singer, an author who shares her transformational journey of healing to help others turn their scars into their superpower, which I love. And she is the host of the I've Got Scars Baby podcast and now has the Desires Fulfilled Workshop. Audra Bryant, you do it all. Welcome to the Go Girl podcast. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be here and speak with you and your amazing audience. So yeah, yeah. you, you do like a little of everything. So I love to hear that. And I know so many things have, um, or, or I know a, a major thing actually inspires your work pretty much. And, you know, a lot of us have scars. And yes. I talk a lot on the Go Girl podcast about emotional scars. And you also talk about physical scars. So I want to talk about your story first and mm-hmm. why you de- did not even look at yourself in a mirror, change clothes until you were 25 years old. Let's start there. So I am a burn survivor. So I was uh, burned at 18 months old. Mm. And the story in a nutshell is burned at 18 months old. I didn't look at myself in the mirror until I was 25 because I didn't want to see my scars. Mm. So people might hear that and they're like, what do you mean you didn't look in the mirror? It's kind of one of those situations where, you know, you go... You get in the shower, Mm -hmm. you bypass the mirror and put your towel around your waist, you know, bypass the mirror type of thing. So it was just a lot of just not focusing in on the parts of me I didn't want to see. So my scar is on my chest, it's on my shoulder, it's a little on my neck. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's one of those things. And so that that was my experience until I was 25. And at 25, I had... Uh, a revelation, as they say, there was just, you know, I was like, yeah, God, I want to go and help people and encourage people and all these things and do this with my music. I'm so excited. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I was like, uh, so how you gonna go help and encourage other people, but you won't even look at yourself in the mirror. Right. Okay. And I said, oops. <laughs> you Did know, you just like, come for me? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, you know? Right. And so, you know, whether people, and I, I like to always say this too, whether people feel like it's God or your higher self or your intuition, that is the thing that I felt like was a voice that was different than what I was used to kind of telling myself. Yeah. So that's kind of what that was. And so that began my journey toward looking in the mirror. I had to force myself to look at myself. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, I don't think it's anything different than if somebody, you know, isn't at the size they want to be, right? right? And they mm-hmm. just don't look because yep. they don't really want to see it. But what I discovered is that you have to look. Yeah. It, you know, the mirror becomes your enemy, but the mirror really needs to become your best friend because it's going to, you know, show you where you really are. And yep. that's, that's when you know what work you may need to do. 
And that mirror is a reflection yes. on you, your reflection. Mm-hmm. And you get to really, really see yourself and not just physically, but you got to, yeah. you look into your eyes, you look into like your soul. And mm-hmm. I want to know what was that process like when you finally did really see yourself? What was that like for you? So it was, I'll say it was a six month process. And what I mean by that is I would kind of take it in little bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you get out of the shower, you look in, you do a quick glance and then you're away. So your quick glance. Okay, cool. That was enough for me. It was like that. And then over time, I got to do a more of a lingering glance and then look away, linger, look away. And then I started to eventually just kind of look. Yeah. Really look. Okay, what does that look like? Touch, feel. You examine more closely. And the hardest part was looking at my shoulder scar because my shoulder scar was a bit puffier. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, it was a different experience. And I, I'll try to show a little bit. But it was oh, just a different. Yeah, it's a different experience. So I had that took a little bit longer. I was like. Uh, that looks like a heart uh, though like the puffier part looks like a heart and the one across your chest looks like a leaf like they're beautiful thank you so much for saying that and let me tell you it's so lovely hearing that mm. but when you're on the receiving end of it totally understand yeah it's one of those things where you kind of feel like am I wrong for feeling bad about mm. what I don't like hmm and it's kind of like if someone, you know, doesn't like the size that they're in, you know, that mm-hmm. they are at the moment. It's like, girl, but you, you the, the right. outfit look cute on you, girl. But blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and because people really have a great heart. They really want you to feel good about yourself. But at the end of the day, what I've really learned in this process, everybody's intentions could be the very best in the mm-hmm. world. And they usually are many times. Sometimes not, but a lot of times they are. But it really only matters what you think about yourself. Absolutely true. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. When you have to fully accept yourself, that's where the work is. So many things there because, you know, you're doing the work on yourself and it's a process and it's something that you've like ran away from for about Mm -hmm. 25 years and everyone Mm -hmm. else, like I just said, oh, it's beautiful and whatnot. And that could be, Uh, like toxic positivity, right? It's like, well, I don't know exactly emotionally what you've gone through, but from the outside, I'm like, oh, but this is great. And it's just like with the self-love journey, it's just about relationship journey. Like everything can just always look good on the outside. But like, I'm telling you, you're telling me, hey, this Mm -hmm. was very tough for me growing up with this. I couldn't even look at myself like this. How do you deal with, because I know it probably wasn't Mm -hmm. just me. Mm -hmm. How do you, how did you deal with the the toxic positivity or what people say toxic positivity, but where people are saying like something nice when you're like, yeah, but it doesn't really match how I truly feel about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. That was really, that's really tough. And, And what I have in the burn, burn survivor community, they call hidden scars. Mm-hmm. Right. And they call them hidden scars because at the end of the day, you don't know that I have scars. Right. You don't know that I, you don't have, you have no idea. Button this top button and you will have no clue. Mm-hmm. And so because I don't have a facial scar 
or something on my extremities that it, it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for people to kind of just, you, you feel like you're living in two worlds. Mm-hmm. You're living in the world of the average person that doesn't have burns and you're living in the burn survivor world. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you don't fully fit into the burn survivor world because, well, technically I, I you can cover it up. So it's not, you know, it could not be a big deal. And then it's like the same thing for that kind of average world. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, technically it's not that it's not on your face. So you should be fine. And it's a hard space to be in because it's like, well, is it okay for me to feel bad? Is it okay mm. for me to feel how I feel? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that you you really have to develop within yourself a really focused level of self-love and, and listening to who you are and where you are in the moment. Mm. You have to say, how do I really feel? I don't really feel happy about this. And there's not really many people I can talk to about this that really understand. Because these people are saying, well, it's not on your face. These people are saying, well, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. And so you just have to be honest with yourself. This is where I am. That's a level of self-acceptance, right? This is where I am. I don't feel good about this. This does not make me happy. And, but it is a reality. So how do I deal with the reality? I initially, personally, I tried to get rid of the scars. Mm. So I went, I had six surgeries. I had chemical peels. The doctor would put on chemical chemicals all over my scar and I would lay there in pain for mm. like 30 minutes to an hour oh, wow. to try to get rid of them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so uh, injections, all types of things. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go away. So what happens when the scar doesn't go away, right? Other people are not going to just go away. Right. Because you're not going to just sit in the house all day. And I hope that, you know, you won't. Even if you're working remotely, you still need to interact because you still deserve, uh, you desire the connection and you deserve the connection, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then you have to say, oh, well, I have to deal with me. You can't run away from you. You can't run away from you. That's why that mirror is huge. You can't run away from you. And sometimes you, it's not even the scar that really is the issue. Mm. That's what I learned for myself. It's not the scar. It's my perception of the scar. Mm. It's what the scar I felt the other people felt about me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And and let me, and it goes back to when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why I was burned at 18 months, but I didn't even, I, I wasn't necessarily introduced to my scar until I was three years old and I was going to ballet class. And I write this in my book. Mm-hmm. I was going to ballet class and, you know, you have to wear a unitard. Yep. And the only people that had seen my scar at that point were my parents and doctors. Okay. So I go. And this is the first time that I'm faced with other kids like, what's that? What happened? And, you know, they're not they're not mean. They're just kids. Right. But they're curious. And I'm like, oh, what is all this attention? What is this? So I kept I didn't like the attention. The focus was too much. And so I I said to myself, I made an agreement essentially with myself. Let me just hide it. 
Mm. And that's what I did. And so by the time I was 25, I was still living life like my perception of the world was at three. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's a story, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I feel like the highest form of self-love is self-acceptance. And you started accepting yourself over time, 25 and up, started, you know, glancing at yourself here and there. What are some things, some practical things besides just looking at yourself? Like, what are some Mm -hmm. other ways that you overcame these scars? So this can be things that work for you, but it could probably work for anyone who also has some emotional scars and other scars that they're dealing with in their lives. Like, what did you do Mm -hmm. to overcome and and embrace the scars? The first thing was I I had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I had to make the decision that yes, I want to heal from this, yeah. right? I said, okay, I am going to start where I can start. And I, my first place to start was looking in the mirror. And I was just consistent. Then I said, okay, I can't just, when I got comfortable just looking at myself, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm not the only one in the world, right? So I have to actually introduce my scars to the world in a yeah. sense, right? So I grown up never wearing a swimsuit without a t-shirt on over it. So <laughs> we actually had a, a picnic, uh, a barbecue, a pool party and a barbecue. Okay. <laughs> for wow. this choir that I was a part of. Okay? okay. So it was a church choir, barbecue, pool party. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And I said, you know what? This is the first time I'm going to wear a bathing suit without a t-shirt so I had to be bold I told my friend I said this is the first time can you kind of walk with me out there because we're changing in the back and I just I went into it with the mindset I have to do it I have to do it Mm -hmm. so uh she was very supportive she was like you know I put my I didn't even bring a t-shirt in case I was tempted to put the t-shirt on. Didn't even bring one. And I wrapped the towel around my waist and walked out with my, I had a bikini on and I just walked out into the backyard and I was waiting on people to stare at me. And what happened? I went, okay. (laughs) And I described this in my book so much. So I walked over to where everybody was uh, playing basketball and I stood there someone's gonna say something so mm. I just knew nobody said anything I said okay well maybe they busy okay let me go on over here to where everybody's eating I stood there <laughs> I know y'all yeah I know y'all see this nobody said a word went into the pool I'm like I'm gonna get close up on them they're gonna see all of this yes nobody said a word what did you think at that moment I was flabbergasted, honestly. I was just like, wait, what? This is not ballet class when I was three years old. Mm. And years later, I spoke with uh, my choir director who actually wrote wrote the foreword of the book. But she said, yeah, I saw your scars, but you look so confident. Ooh. I'm like, confident, what? It was my perception. Yep. 
And I don't want to say that my experience is everyone else's experience, but I I just want to add that portion is that sometimes the perception is heavier than the, the actual truth. And the reality of the matter yeah. and the reality of the matter. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to take into account that our mind creates a world and we live in this world and we live by certain rules mm-hmm. of this world that we've created. And a lot of times that world is created to protect ourselves from outside forces. So, OK, I can't do this because of that. Yep. But we never question why, why? we can't do this. Yep. Your brain tries to keep you safe. And absolutely. That's one of the main things, especially like in therapy or just when you're in a healing journey and learning more about yourself, you just have to keep asking, well, why, 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 why Why do I feel this way? Why, you know, you were good until you're three, then you interacted with some other young kids who were curious. So then you're like, oh, well, everyone might be curious about this. I'm just going to hide and I show anyone. And then Mm -hmm. also everyone has their own like struggles and everything. And a lot of times we're thinking, oh, people yeah. are going to think this way about me. And a lot of times people are just thinking about their self. Yes. <laughs> they don't care about anyone else. They're yes. Their self. So I love that you said, you know, it's based on your own perception, you know, yeah. and, but how bold and courageous of you to get there, get <laughs> to that point and say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, strip this off, show and be my full self. And then you have that confidence. That's what it, that confidence, that, that just being brave enough to just do it. And that's what people notice. May, that, maybe. And I appreciate <laughs> that. But let me just tell you that, that there was a whole bunch of anxiety that went along with that. And then also it didn't stop at that. Okay. I need people to understand is that Showing your scars, emotionally, physical scars, emotional scars to the world. You're going to come across people on a day-to-day basis that are going to see it for the first time. Hmm. And you are not in control of how they react. Me, that was just one bold move. Right. But other bold moves is just wearing wearing a V-neck shirt hmm. to an event. Other bold moves is just walking down the street with a tank top on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other bold moves is when you're dating somebody and you wear something, you have to then feel the questions. Mm -hmm. What happened? Because everybody's going to ask what happened. Mm -hmm. When kids come up to you and we all know how, you know, bold kids are. Okay. What's that? And they point and everybody's staring. Now you're on, you're on display. And what happens though, and let me just say that I'm talking about physical scars that people can see right away. Right. There are so many people that have emotional scars that you cannot see. And they, and it, but here's why it's more difficult. I think many times with scars you can't see is because there is not really always this grand moment of you walk into the room and people see it. Right. What happens is, is that we can get so trapped by our, our emotional scars that we never let anybody see it. Mm. Vulnerability. We never let anybody in. Mm-hmm. We create in our own minds a story that says people don't show up for me. 
because you got abandoned when you were six years old, Mm -hmm. because somebody walked out of your life when you were 10. And so your story is nobody stays around. So I'm going to create this wall and you don't even know the wall is there. You just know that nobody sticks around. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You have no idea that you're contributing to that and it hurts on a daily basis. And who are you going to talk to about that? Mm -hmm. How you start that conversation. And that's that perception again. Yeah. Because of what happened in childhood, someone being abandoned and having that emotional scar. And now their perception is that everyone is going to leave me anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And so you live your life like that. And you have no idea that you are contributing to that experience because that is literally the world you've created for yourself because of that situation. Mm -hmm. And this is not blaming anybody. This is not blaming anybody. I'm about, I try to help people with solutions and understanding things. Accountability, yeah. But it's like, I we don't have to suffer and it pains me. It's like, it sucks that I went 25 years without embracing myself and loving myself. That hmm. sucks. It's freaking horrible. And I would not wish that on anybody. And so just, I would not wish it on anybody to remain in a space where they feel unloved, unseen, unsupported Mm -hmm. it is not okay and I think that we sometimes you get so used to living that way Mm -hmm. that you don't see life being any different Mm -hmm. so what was that first moment of joy for you then where you fully accepted yourself Mm -hmm. flaws and all I love this um, line in your song scars you said yeah. I thought I had to be flawless to s- accept all this yeah. you know and a lot of people think they have to be perfect and whatnot and have to prove themselves and do all of these things and so what was that moment of joy yeah. where you're like I'm 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 here I, I'm I accept myself fully yeah. yeah let me just say it took me about 10 years to write the song scars wow and the reason why is because I thought that I was fully at a space mm-hmm. where I had accepted my scars. I was wearing clothes where you could see it. And he, I was fielding the questions where people would ask them. And I, and I felt okay. But then when I went to write a song, it just didn't come out right. Because mm-hmm. when I first started to write the song, it was a woe is me. Yeah, my scars, they hard and da-da-da, like all of that. It was just sad song. Mm-hmm. And I knew it didn't feel right. And I couldn't authentically write what I really wanted, what I knew felt good for me. And so I just kind of let it be. So when I was able to write this song, uh, how long ago now? Maybe six years ago or so. Okay. Uh, seven years maybe. Um, when I was able to then write the song, I knew I was free and it came out maybe 20 minutes. Yep. It was very fast. And that for me was just my gauge that I had gotten to a wonderful space. And then I did the music video. Mm. And when I say it felt so freeing, I tend to be a pretty conservative person. Like even my mama was like, girl, what, what you about to do in this video? But one of the things that I said to myself is I want, to express in this video 
nakedness express mm-hmm. it not to for to be tempting or titillating or any type of thing like that it was a freedom and i said i want to have like i don't you know pasties or whatever but i want my body to be painted i wanted to express freedom mm-hmm. in a creative manner and so when I was able, even though it was doggone February when we shot this and it was freezing where we were outside on top of the building. Okay. I made it through. But, <laughs> but to feel this freedom, to have someone look at my, my scars mm-hmm. more than one person, to have someone paint my scars, the beauty of them. Yep. You see what I'm saying? That to me was just like, oh, this journey was so worth it. Because I could have gone the rest of my life Mm. just not being me. Mm. And that freaking sucks. And how many of us go through our lives not really being us? Yep. That's a word. And it's it's not even your fault. You see what I'm saying? Like something that happened to you when you were... Six years old was not your fault, but because that thing happened, the world doesn't get to see the real you. Mm. That is such a word, a beautiful word. Um, And that's so real because like you said, it did take you 25 years, but you did confront it and you did become a better woman. And now you're helping other people because of that. You turned your pain into your purpose instead yeah. of going to the grave, still hiding yourself, running from yeah. it and not being your full authentic self. So yeah. I commend you for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to talk about your workshop that you yes. have going on. Speaking of turning pain into purpose and you have this beautiful workshop that's mm-hmm. coming up and it is going to be in Inglewood, California, right down the street yes. from me. Yes. <laughs> it's called uh, the Desires Fulfilled Workshop. Tell yes. me about it and tell me like how to become a magnet for your desires. So the Desires Fulfilled Workshop, man, it's like, I think people struggle with life in general because at the end of the day, we want what we want. Mm-hmm. We desire what we desire, right? If you desire a new job or a million dollars or this particular person or whatever, whatever it is that you desire, it's like we you really want that thing. Yeah. And you get frustrated. Like I wanted freedom, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to be myself. You really want that. But the most frustrating thing is like, I don't know how to get it. Right. You try everything. And most of the things that you try are on the outside. Mm. Okay, well, let me go to this event. Maybe I'll meet somebody there. Let me uh, apply for this job. Maybe I'll get, you know, what I need from this job. And there's a different way to do it. And we don't know that sometimes the scars are the very things that are in the way of us getting the things we desire. Like if you desire this particular job, but inside something inside of you tells you that they're not going to like you. Hmm. Why would they want to hire you? Like, are you really qualified? It doesn't even matter what your resume looks like. How many people have gotten jobs that they aren't necessarily qualified for, but they believed in themselves? Yep. 
and not saying that you shouldn't align your resume and, you know, be qualified for something, but I'm just saying like, we disqualify ourselves from the jump a lot of times. Yep. Like you want this particular, you want a relationship, but every time I try to get into a relationship, this happens and these people crazy and it's, it's, you know, everything is terrible and it's pee in the dating pool, like all types of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you actually get what you want? Right. And so this workshop is really designed to speak to that, to help you in that this workshop to uncover those things. So it's like, okay, what are your goals? And we're going to figure out what's in the way. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to work on how to get that out of the way. And it really has nothing to do with circumstances. And I think that's the thing is that we feel mm. like, oh, it's the circumstances. Oh, well, I don't have a job because of the economy. Is it the economy? Or is it you? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, because you can't control the economy. Right. But what can you control? Yourself. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that can be frustrating if you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I believe I have faith. But are you really having faith Mm. or is it conditional faith? You see what I'm saying? Or does it just sound good to have faith? Yeah. Are you just saying it? You talk about the whole toxic positivity. Are you Mm. just saying that you really believe, but you have a million things happening in your mind that say no? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to heal from that. We're going to talk about the process of that because it is so important for us to get what we desire. Yeah. And that our hearts desire because God put that there. Yep. There's a reason you desire that relationship. There's a reason that you desire that career path. There's a reason you desire to start that business. And so we want to get you and help you to get those things because you deserve those things. Yes. Yeah. And you're worth it. You're worthy you of receiving so, those things. And so many times we don't know that. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. Yep. I love it. So this is going to help people get over those mental blocks pretty much and then start their journey to really get on that path to attract and receive what they really desire and what they really deserve. Exactly. Exactly. And how wonderful would this world be if people Mm. really got the desires of their heart? Now you're not having people fighting each other hating on each other, mm-hmm. being mean to each other because you're like, oh, yeah, it's so fair to be amazing because I know how I'm to be amazing. I'm amazing too. Exactly. Yep. That's, yeah. And that's the self-love component of it all too. That's <laughs> it. Hand in hand. It all. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so how can people sign up for this workshop, Audra? Yes. So uh, you can actually sign up. You can go to purposefulfilledinc.com purposefulfillinc.com or go to audrabryant.com a-u-d-r-a-b-r-y-a-n-t.com and everything for the workshop will be there you'll see the event page you can go there or if you just want to go straight to eventbrite and type in the desires fulfilled workshop you can go straight to eventbrite and find it there but absolutely audrabryant.com purposefulfillinc.com and and yeah yeah Make sure you sign up. This sounds like it's going to be fabulous. And can men and yes, women go, or is it just for men women? Men and women. Okay. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> because we yes. all got some desires and they need to be fulfilled. So, absolutely, uh, there will be refreshments served. 
And if if you are watching this podcast, you could probably see I'm a little animated sometimes. <laughs> so I don't like to have a boring workshop. Okay? I mean, I read in your bio, you a comedian too, okay. actress, like everything. So yes. it will be entertained. <laughs> yes. You know, because I really feel like sometimes when you, it's the deep stuff. Yep. When you talking about some heavy stuff, you got to add a little sprinkle some joy up in there. there so people is. can really digest it. And so this is, it's interactive. I ain't playing. I'm trying to get y'all the assistance you need to get what you desire. So, so yeah. I love it. (laughs) Audra, I want to say go girl to you for everything you're doing, for turning your pain into your purpose and for also helping other people like realize their pain, their blocks and their scars and how to know that, okay, you might have a scar, but you could continue to, to live and thrive and be amazing. And get the desires of your heart so go girl thank you so much i appreciate you so much thank you for the work that you're doing thank Thank you you for having me be a part of your platform i really appreciate it and yes you go girl as well (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the go girl podcast please subscribe rate and leave a review and be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.